What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tough one for our boys, the silver and black today, John, but we will persevere. We'll persevere. Yeah. Wrong pod. Hemi. Hemi was Jimmy today. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome. I'm Guy. That's John. And uh, it is Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening on YouTube and uh, Sunday evening, maybe Monday morning on the podcast feed or whatever it is, whenever you're watching or listening. Cool. We are brought to you by our friends at Tito's Handmade. Vodka. How many Tito's did you have at the Fresno State ASU game on Saturday night, John? Uh, well, I just I was palling around. I mean, you would have loved it. Been in your element, guy. Fresno State alumni. Uh, we're talking former players. We're talking, you know, farmers. We're talking uh, boosters. It's people. just it, it, the same. Some people have added a little gray over the years, you know, but it was uh, they're feeling themselves cocky, confident. And I think, do you know who deserves Tito's? Two people. Okay. Because our guy Kruko often uses this in baseball, right? Ownage. Mm-hmm. I would say no one has ownage. Like Jeff Tedford over the Sun Devils mm-hmm. and Kyle Shanahan over the Los Angeles mm-hmm. Rams. Those two guys combined what feels like, we get the exact numbers, about 50-1 and one over the last decade against those two operations. I'm talking ass kickings. Today, the Niners score looks, I even think, a little closer than it was. Uh but that game was definitely closer than the Fresno State ass whooping that they put on. So get yourself a Tito's. Uh, I know Timber likes his rollback. Uh, I got, got some good stories about that last night, but in, in a good way. Uh, and Tito's. I think he's a wine guy, but uh, have Tito's. Yeah, I, I like this, John. You just created a, a Tito's bit. We hand out our, our uh, compliment. We buy somebody a drink to start the show. So we're buying Jeff Tedford a Tito's and soda, and uh, we're getting uh, – Kyle Shan, maybe an espresso martini. Jeff is probably on the grind, needs the caffeine. Football coaches yeah. always do. And uh, definitely a Tito's Red Bull for Kyle Shanahan. Or you just drink it however you want to drink it. Tito's, we appreciate their support. Uh, America's original craft vodka. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof. Crafted to be savored responsibly. I love football weekends because people always send us photos on Twitter and Instagram and wherever else of, uh, of them drinking uh, Tito's. So thank you. Yeah, neutral side, who are you taking? Fresno State, Colorado. 
Oh, that's a toughie, John. That'd be a big game. Might have to take the dogs. <laughs> we, do, we do get linked in a lot of pictures with people losing their hair, i.e. Christian McCaffrey. But he's Did still... See that? Uh, he, I, I would imagine, uh, as my girlfriend's a diehard believer in the family that he's marrying into, knows everything way too much about them, I, I would bet that plugs are coming in the next six months, would be my, would be my guess. <sighs> that was also my guess uh, when you sent me the photo, and then I saw someone who tagged us in the photo of McCaffrey on the sideline. But he's doing the right thing. He's keeping it tight, keeping it tight, keeping it tight. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. He looked I good ball, at- I think. I do too, you know, and sometimes I think they're so good. There's this guy at the CrossFit gym. He's like an older, you know, kind of fringe PJ tour member. Uh, I I always thought he had a good head of hair and I was talking to one of the guys mid workout and somehow plugs came up and he said, did you know that guy's got plugs and he's good friends with him. He said that he cried on the operating table and my buddy not going to out him here also got plugs and said by far, I've mentioned this before, most painful thing he's ever experienced, you know, broken arms, dislocated yeah. shoulders, stuff. He said, "You're you're crying, like in pain, like there's no holding. It's the piercing feeling of those hairs going in with however I they I do get it. the I get <laughs> goosebumps just hearing it described. The guy that described to me about the uh, the older guy that got him. Now he might have got him when he was a little younger. Said that it was an eight hour procedure. So I. Oh, <laughs> I don't have the intestinal. I just have to be guaranteed that my hair would be better than it was when I had it. That it's not like an annual, yeah, I got to get it done again in three years, you know? But not even that. Like, does it give me just luscious flow? And is it, could I even go with a different uh, thickness Mm. uh, of coarseness? It's like, uh, uh, can I get Jerry Neuheisel's hair, please? Yeah, or do I just get what I used to have? Because I'll take the wish now. Crying and and, then 30K. Like, I'm just not, I'm just not doing it. Bruising. Even McVeigh's look. I mean, I, you got better hair than McVeigh. I, you know. Yeah. Well, he doesn't. I would love to consult with Sean about the way he m- manipulates what he has on top. Um, but it took me a long time to figure out the best way to manage. You know, everybody's hair is different. You don't. What works for one person doesn't work. So you're trying to accomplish something. This is something that any woman listening to this already has understood their whole life. Like you can't take in Seventeen magazine and say, "I want that," and the barber goes. Your, your, your hairdresser, sorry, says, well, you don't, I can't do that. Your hair is not like that. Women have known this for years. For dudes, it takes a long time to figure it out. We're just putting gel in that sucker, thinking it looks better than it does. But Sean's got some alleyways going for sure. Sean's got some power alleys. Yep. Sean's got some power. If you're new to the show, we used to do a segment, and we're still open to doing it if you want to volunteer yourself called Shave It or Save It. But, uh, yeah, McVeigh, McCaffrey. I think you text me and someone else texts me. Early in the game, a buddy, Scott Raber, that was at the game, he's like, have the Rams improved? Because early on in the game, it looked like their old line was really good. And then it hit me mid-game when Sanchez brought him up. Well, he's got a Fresno State coach in the offensive line, Brian Wendell. Right? So, of course, they're a little improved. That's true. And they added Mike LaFleur, right? They added Mike LaFleur. Uh, 49ers win the game, but don't cover, depending on uh, what you did there, John. What the fuck 30 was that? 23. What, what was that? What, what's your honest assessment of that move? Just my honest assessment of the move was four seconds left. Let's get some points. Like, I'm not going to throw it to the end zone, but I'm not going to kneel on it. Let's kick a field goal. Any point, like, I'm getting my kicker a rep. We're going to play in some tight games. I mean, Brett Maher, I probably want him kicking less, not more. He'd already made some kicks today, so I don't want him running out there and and getting, uh, you know, getting a bad thought in his head. I thought it was we play to the final whistle. That's what I thought it was. What did you think it was? 
Do you think Shan? Do you think, I don't know. Uh, I just I, I, I just couldn't believe. It's clearly is it on his mind? Like kind of fucking with the betters. I'd be a little surprised. I think it's I think it's we play to the final whistle is what I think it is. Do you yeah. think he's thinking about the line? Well, I, I, he, he, no, I mean I you wouldn't think. He's definitely not thinking to make it look a little bit better so he looks better, right? That's irrelevant to him. He's just trying to win the game. You could tell there was a moment. It was when it was when Moody hit the kick from like seventy eight yards, which God, he's turned around his career. Feels like in a short period of time. How excited Kyle was! It's like God, these guys. This is a big deal to these two guys. Like this is not. Yeah, this is not some fake thing for these two, right? And and let's face it, a huge part of this rivalry now. Kyle could win these games in perpetuity, but as long as Sean's got that thing on his finger, which I would doubt he ever wears, but that's not that these are hollow wins, but in terms of what they're fighting for, you know, I mean, Sean does have the one trump card over Kyle right now. He can just sweep him every year until Kyle gets that thing done in early February, right? Because Kyle's been kicking his ass now pretty consistently for nine straight regular season games. Even though today felt much better than a lot of their ass kickings. Like, the Rams came to play. I mean, the Rams, I'm actually pretty impressed with their operation early in the season, to be honest with you. I am too. I'm very impressed. Uh, Joe says, guy's a naive little baby if he believes that. It was an F you to Niner fans and making money for Rams fans. Would be a smart way to get the people on his side. Uh, Somebody else pointed out here, tiebreakers. That points scored and points allowed is one of the tiebreakers. I'm looking at the NFL tiebreakers. You got to it, you got to get further down, but it is a tiebreaker. Points scored and points allowed um, eventually. Uh, not in like a head-to-head situation like they would be with the Niners, but two different conference teams. There are It's like the fourth tiebreaker, and net What's points it, is a tiebreaker too. I would say it's not inconceivable. Just keep an eye on the NFC. There could be like eight teams when it's all said and done, like the seven-to-nine win kind of – like four teams at eight and nine for the seventh seed. That's possible. Oh, yeah. I mean, right now, what? There's four 2-0 teams, the Niners, the, the Falcons, the Bucks, and the Eagles. Yeah, I would say one team in that group doesn't belong with the other three. Right. One or two? Which one does? Eagles, well, Niners, saying, and then... I'm saying three of them. The Cowboys are good. Their defense is unreal. The Niners oh, yeah, are obviously awesome. Sorry. And the Eagles are sweet. I, I would remove... Uh, Bucks and Falcons. Did, have you seen his face? How fat his face is with the uh, with the mustache, Arthur. What it was, who's the guy? Far, far, uh, Farva. Farva. <laughs> the Falcons. I. They'll. They're not going away just because they got enough players that in the division. I could see them just in the mix, seven plus wins. But they are not to me. With that quarterback. No, not happening. Tampa. A little better than you think. I can, 317 I yards for Baker today, passing. Oh, they played the Bears. I mean, but this is what we're talking about. 29, we're, two interceptions. If I told you, hey, uh, Niners, Bucks, if they're, if they're the two seed, you'd be like, uh, okay. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. I'd rather see the Bucks or the Falcons over the Rams. I know that. Detroit, better Detroit's than a real Detroit's a real team. Detroit's solid, yeah. Detroit's good. Lost to the Seahawks today, but they're good. Gino played well. Gino does. Gino will look. Gino will. I was thinking this today watching them. Gino will entertain the shit out of you when you watch him. Like he's not a bad. He's not a bad watch. Fun to watch. It's fun to watch. Um. 
All right, Niners are 2-0. Very different game than the Steeler game, John. Uh, but I think that was to be expected. We talked about it all week. You're not playing Kenny Pickett and Matt Canada this week. You're playing Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford. And it was, I think, part of the reason, like you were describing how those guys look. Did he catch this? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Denver. <laughs> That was crazy. Oh. For those of you listening, you know exactly when we're watching. Is he Sean Payton smiling right there? That that was the highest launch angle on an on a hail mary I've ever seen. Did you see how Russ had to get rid of that ball? Well, he one the two, ball hit the ball hit six yards three, short of the end zone. Four five times it got popped up in the air. Russ threw that thing straight up in the air. I, I, listen, I'm not trying to diminish what just was accomplished. That's the luckiest Hail Mary I've ever seen. It hit off seven Hail I mean, a lot and of them are, though, right? That's but but that had to, but it landed at the six, and and he ends up catching it in the end zone. Like, it, think of what it had to do. Yeah, it's like when you when you, when you take a, 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 a flatter iron and just, like, play uh, St. Andrews and just roll the ball up there. He kind of just hit it short of the green and had it pop right up. So they got to go for two for the tie. For those of you not watching this live, you already know what happened. If they stop them right here, do you know the third team that would be in the Niners category? The football Washington team? football team commanders are two and zero. Oh. That was pi. How do you? How do you? Called. Do they throw a flag? <laughs> no. How do you not get that after that hail mary? <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> um. All right, back to the Niners, John. So last week, I think was a game where you said they won with their best. It kind of felt like right. It, I would say this game was they won without a perfect game, definitely without their best from their quarterback. But like their first, half, I, I would this say they more impressive than what they did last week. Well, their first half was an A last week, right? That's just a football. That's yeah. that football, Super Bowl winning football. Then sometimes you get a big lead. Second halves can be weird. Today to me was it's classic NFL, right? Like. Colorado's a good example. It's a good win because you won, but let's face it, you were an enormous underdog, pretty ugly, easily could have lost. No one cares in the NFL, right? Alabama's a better example. Somehow they played at South Florida. You look up, you're like, it's 10 to 3. What the hell is going on? <laughs> in the NFL, no one complains about anything. You you win this game 7 to nothing, you win it 30 to 23, especially a road game in the division. They're hard to do. So you get immediate credit. I'd say any division game in the NFL, I don't give a shit how bad the team is, how good the team is, you get credit for a win. Like, that's an A. Just win the game, you get an A. Then you get to nitpick the performance, but you won the game. And I will say this, and we talked about it coming into the game, is like, right now, they got a real quarterback, the Rams do, who's slinging it around. And I came away thinking, you know, there were stretches where you're like, you text me, is Steve Wilkes even at the game? He's just getting crushed on social media. Every other play is like, is Steve, what Steve Wilkes know what he's doing? Like, is D'Amico going to come back? What, what, what's happening? Puka's a real player. I mean, that guy's, that guy's good. Yeah. And McVay, I would say early on in this season, got a pretty good rhythm. So you're playing a, an A coach, right, as a play caller. Like, mm-hmm. that was just, it was hard. They, they came ready to play. And the Niners... Obviously, we'll get it. Brock, probably his worst game as a 49er. I test for sure. Uh, and the defense, you know, got, got some issues, but end up picking them off a couple times. Listen, Steve, when all else fails, just send Fred. He'll get there 
at minimum half. If, you, if he goes on five blitzes, he's sacking the quarterback twice, and the other one he's flying in his face and causing an incompletion. Yeah. The other two you might get smoked for a big play, but we'll live with it, right? So yeah. Just said Fred. More effective than the corner blitz. Isaiah Oliver ended up making some plays. Um, do you remember him in Colorado? Yeah, I do. He's tall and long. Yeah, he was like he, you know, Colorado, Utah, Washington, all produced a few of those guys kind of in the same era, you know. Um, but I'd for, I'd forgotten that he was a second round pick. Like that's I'd forgotten that too until you told me that. So he's he obviously had a good game. You know, Fred and Dre, Greenlaw. When him and Hufunga look at each other, they they both know that like yeah, at any moment we could fuck some shit up and get in trouble. <laughs> like there was that moment when Hufunga obviously he still kind of thought he had the ball and then he realized it didn't. And Greenlaw came over like I see what you did. I see what you're ready to do. It's like you can you guys. There's a hard balance because you need their violence, but they are always a split second away from seven yellow flags being on the ground. Greenlaw, Greenlaw gets one every game. Like he was today, he I thought was was one of his weaker ones. I agree. <laughs> I agree. But, but he fits in on the Colorado State defense is is the way I put it. Like just and you need some guys playing on the line. The thing is, Niner guys, they Hufunga Greenlaw, all these guys, the defensive pursuit on plays that end up down the field, they're running into each other a lot. They're flying into each other. They're airborne a lot of collateral, into each other. a lot of collateral damage. Yes, ton of friendly fire on that defense. Um, yeah, Puka Nakua was fifteen for one forty-seven, and I wonder we're we're talking right after the game. Maybe the Niners would say this. Maybe they won't say it. Guy, he broke an NFL record <laughs> for most catches in a player's first two games. I wonder if some of their game plan was. Puka Nakua can have 15 catches. This isn't Tyree Kill. He's not running away from anybody. Matthew Stafford's going to throw 30. Matthew Stafford's going to throw 55 balls. He's going to complete 35 of them. They got to go to somebody. Let 15 of them go to Puka. Fine. He's not going to, you know, none of them are going to turn into 70-yard bond. None of them did. I do wonder if that was part of their plan was, yeah, he is going to catch a lot of balls, but he's not going to run away from anybody. He's not going to get behind anybody. Well, it's going to be very, very difficult to beat the Niners because they're scoring a lot of points. And since Brock Purdy's taken over, they score a shitload of points. When you are really dependent on Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell, even though when you look at the stat sheet, I mean, if I told you a random game that Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel did what they did, right, 22 for basically 240 you'd be like god they must have dominated yeah but you're right you can kind of keep them in front of you they're going to have a lot of yards it's it's going to be more likely historically right aj browns and dk metcalfs those guys like they're getting to the end zone and i i you know those guys can't play any better i mean they dominated the game those two guys in terms of yardage and catches but neither of them had a touchdown even that they're they're, they're running back Kerwin Williams, Kieran Williams, good, solid player. Like that guy. Mm-hmm. Kyle, if he ever used any other running back alive beside Christian McCaffrey, probably would like him too. But uh, yeah, so I listen. Today was kind of your classic. They got a lot of yards, but they didn't score that many points, right? The, talking about the Rams. But they, they definitely, and this gets back to the old Belichick adage like, you could have, if you have 700 yards, but only score 20 points, like, the point of the game is to have more points than you. Like you got to score. It's why coaches just hammer home on on red zone and scoring touchdowns, not kicking field goals. And like they are a couple years ago, who was Cooper Cup? Right. That that I would say this though. 
you get Cooper Cup in with these guys, yeah, they'd feel like they'd have a lot of firepower. I agree. If Cooper Cup is the guy that he was a couple years ago. In the remember, the 49ers had no answer for him because he's one of the best players in the league when he's healthy. But who knows? Maybe his hamstring injury is, you know, a major disaster. I, I'm fascinated by this. Like last year, they hated each other. Then by the end of the season, like okay, we're on the same page. We like each other again. Then in the first game, Cam Akers is playing, and then you're just telling me in the last six days he just, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to listen to anything, Sean McVay. Their relationship, the the 49ers have avoided just having that situation with one individual player, and it shows you how the Rams, unlike the Niners, I just obviously they wouldn't have it with any of their core guys, but a guy that they clearly could just cut, like why don't they just cut him? You know, I, I don't their relationship. It was my thing last week with Chase Claypool. It's like, just cut him. What, what are we doing here? You know, I, I, I never understand that in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Steelers nail, nail receiver picks of guys they don't want to keep around. Juju, Antonio, Claypool. Steelers nail those guys. <laughs> Juju's gone on to be solid. I can't believe they traded a second-round pick for Chase Claypool. Uh, yeah, I mean, they... They might be a better team the next time you play them. I don't know. I mean, Stafford's clearly like healthy enough to be comfortable and good. McVay's excellent. Um, that's the, they're a hard team to beat. Like I, I think it's that's part of it. And you know, you look at the stats. They had more first downs than the Niners. They had a much better third down conversion rate than the Niners. They had more yards than the Niners. They ran twenty four more plays than the Niners. But they were like. They were five yards of play. The Niners were seven yards of play. And they only punted twice, but they had two turnovers. This they game played well. I, 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 I was this, the Rams play like that at home. Are they beating most teams? Twenty five out of the thirty two yeah. teams? Yeah. I mean, especially with you know, you end up in these games with the Niners where there just aren't and, and partly the Rams did it too. The Rams are putting together long drives. But at one point, like third quarter of the game, I realized I just I'm I was so disoriented after watching Colorado Colorado State last night where there were 30 I looked this morning 31 possessions in the game. Then you watch Niners Rams and the 2 minute warning of the second quarter hits and it's the 6th possession of the game, right? It's like a different sport. But didn't they throw in college is the rule where the clock stops when you get first down change a little? The rule yes. Yep, they no longer stop the clock when there's a first down, except for under two minutes in each half okay. to speed the game up. It's only Makes been sense. like five to six fewer plays per game, but I think it has sped the game up. And still, so they had 31 possessions. That's including overtime. But it's just, you know, when you end up in these games, the Niners and Rams, like the Rams can play that game, and definitely the Niners can play that game. The Niners ran, that first drive was 11 plays, no uh, one third down. They... Niners only converted two third downs in the game, but they didn't have that. They were first down, second down, first down, second down, first down, second down. They picked up a lot of first downs. It felt like on second down or on first down. Well, I would say this. The easiest way to be competitive when people think you're going to be bad, like me, <laughs> and most people, if you just looked at their roster, like, yeah, they're going to win these guys, is to hit on some of those guys. Right? It happened to the Niners. Right? They just immediately hit. And I'm not saying their guys are going to be this, but like Debo, Kittle, Fred changed their operation. Right, where even if Puka Nakua doesn't become some like all pro, if he becomes a 90 catch guy as a rookie, the Bryce Young, the pass rusher, the guy that wore zero because zero people believed on him when he was young. Did you hear that nugget? 
No, I didn't hear that one. So the reason he weighs zero is because zero people believed in him when he was young. And then I checked, he went to the Tennessee's SEC players, all SEC <laughs> last year. Maybe he means like really young, like in his teens. I wonder what but, many uh, offers he had. If, if you hit on some of these guys, you can be much more competitive. And I think Arizona is pulling off a great tank. They're being competitive right now, but they're losing every game. I think the Rams might be, they're obviously better than I as envisioned because I'd say through two games, they've been really impressive. And that's what today, the Niners had a bad game. Shows you how high their ceiling is. But I also think like their C game, I would have said their C game against a, the coming into the season, like, oh, the Rams won't have a shot. No, the Rams had a real shot, <laughs> right? I mean, the Niners were – I don't know about you. Did you scream at the TV? And maybe they knew that the guy that fell on the fumble, his body was out of bounds. So maybe I think the, guy the telling ball was out of bounds. Okay. But I'm screaming at the TV like, Brock, Kyle, what the fuck are you idiots They called doing? a timeout, Snap yeah. Snap the ball. Snap the ball. I know. I, I think Brock being out of sorts – made Kyle out of sorts. And then maybe Kyle's going like, is our defensive coordinator quite real? Can he handle this guy? Right? So then I, I felt like it was all kind of Kyle and his quarterback because his quarterback was missing th- sh- throws. He felt a little tighter and he's playing McVay. And then he's probably worried like my defensive coordinator, this is not going to work here, buddy. We are, we're in danger. I felt like the, the coaching staff was a little rattled and then Purdy had him really rattled. Because Kyle gets rattled when Jimmy used to do this to him all the time when he was off. And today, Purdy had his Jimmy moment, but he was, his Jimmy shitty game is better than Jimmy's crappy game. That's right. He was. That's the worst game he's played as a pro. I don't care what the – the numbers aren't that bad. The eye test, I thought he was abysmal. Yeah, let's grade a, a, a lot of the plays were – and Sanchez did a good job saying this, and this is Kyle's offense and – I think a lot of college offenses are like this. You know, you used to talk to Leach and stuff, right? There are a lot of throws, but a decent percentage of the throws are essentially runs. We're getting the ball to the guy behind the line of scrimmage. Some of those design, like, you just flip it, which, again, the 49ers have had quarterbacks that can't even make that throw <laughs> over the last decade. But that those coaches consider that, like, it goes in the in the stat, the box score as a, as a pass, but come on, guys, this is... In the, in the pros, that's essentially a run. And goddamn, was Kyle addicted to getting to the edge today? It's like, geez, he's gonna get someone injured. Just run up the gut. Let, let's uh, let's let's keep it going on Brock. Great Brock today. Um, because I'm with you. Like, if you said he was off, let's check the stats, and he's 17 of 25, which is 68 percent, 206, no interceptions, no touchdowns. By the way, he had a two touchdown per game streak going. I bet the uh, above on uh, my prize not. Uh, I, I picked the above on my prize picks on Brock. Uh, two touchdowns or one and a half touchdowns today did not hit. Did not hit. No. Um, but if that's your bad game, if you don't turn it over, and it feels like when the Niners play Stafford, it's these game. We've seen this Niners Rams game a lot where it's neck and neck, neck and neck, Stafford turnover, right? Um, and this was yeah, Purdy's bad today relative to what he's been is not as bad as. Garoppolo's bad. Garoppolo's bad is a lot more frenetic. But I also agree with you. 17 to 25 was he had the the uh the three big misses high on Jennings in the middle. That was a tough throw. The Debo miss was a touchdown. And the Ayuk on uh, one arm, Ayuk came back on the field to go catch a go ball. And uh and they missed him on that one too. So he had two kind of wide ass open touchdown misses. Wide ass open might be too strong, but he had two touchdown misses. 
Additionally, Ayuk might not have scored because there was a safety. He might have been shoved out of bounds, like eventually, or cut back. But that should have been a layup. I'd say 35, 40 yard gainer. And Kyle was pretty mad at that one. Kyle Kyle was was mad mad at the Debo one too. Additionally, he had several off-target throws. The guys made great catches on. Right, Debo made a couple really good catches on throws that were off-target. The first throw of the game was off-target. Was it Kittle on the first throw? Went back and and made the play. Um, So that the Jimmy. We call that the Jimmy, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't miss high, right? Jimmy misses high. Brock misses behind. Jimmy would do that too, though. Jimmy would miss in all directions. He would spray. It was the second play of the game on second and three. So he had a lot of catches, like guys bailed him out on on off-target throws today. Let's face it. I would say the majority of the people calling games can never give you a true breakdown of like some fundamental quarterback thing. Because most guys, if you turn on TV... A lot of guys aren't quarterbacks, right? So if you're Mark Slareth or whoever calling a game, a, a former DB, you're not breaking down the footwork. Right. I've never heard, or I don't remember hearing in recent memory, Mark Sanchez, when he first went into this, I'm like, what's he about to say? And he pointed it out pretty perfectly. He's like, you have to point. It's almost like a golfer. I bet they hammer that shit down. Fundamentals, fundamentals, fundamentals. And if Purdy's going to be good and ever reach his ceiling as a player – He's going to have to dominate on fundamentals as a pocket thrower because he does not have the elite arm. He's not Josh Allen, right? He's kind of the antithesis of that. And Sanchez pointed out like his fucking foot was pointing the wrong direction or closer to where the ball ended up going. And it's like in golf when you're open stance, sometimes your ball, you, you know, your swing path is going to go that way. And he Debo had him beat, at least even if he gets tackled right there, it's a first down. And it felt like today he was just. Obviously, he was off, but just got loosey-goosey. I, the, the synergy between him and Kyle today was was weird. That that was that was the shittiest game by far as a pro, and their team so talented they could win. But what do you mean the synergy? You mean in the play calling or like in their interactions? Yeah, just I think Kyle wanted to like ring it. Like, what do you? What's going on here? Hello, when they couldn't call- get the play in in the two minute offense at the end of the half too. Yeah, that's they haven't been in that many situations like that. That's true. I, I have a hard time when people want to be critical in those situations, like Mahomes and Andy, or you know, people that have been doing it for longer, like their their standards, they've been through it forever, like Brady forever with Bill and Josh. How many times have Brock and Kyle been in that situation? No timeouts, two minute trying to got lucky it was the end. Well, of we the know half. they don't play from and, they haven't had to play from behind much. Not that that's what that was, but when the reality too is now you're not getting the ball, so there was some pressure on that drive, but it's a lot different when at the end of the day you still got another half of football. Yeah, even if somehow he you know screws up and they don't even get a field goal or something weird happens, right? It ended up working. Well, it almost. I, I mean, perfectly. they went for it on fourth down, so they could have come away with no points, right? Yeah. So what's your what's your pretty grade today? I'd say low, a C minus. I won't give him a D plus because he still, I mean, functioned enough. Like he was, he he passed right. He, you couldn't have win. You couldn't have won the game if he's throwing picks. He could have lost them the game. Yeah. To me, if I'm gonna give him in the D or F, he obviously didn't get an F, but he didn't turn the ball over. He didn't even throw that many that I remember turnover worthy plays. If you're gonna miss on the Iuke or even the Debo thing, sometimes when you lollipop it, like Derek's a good example is like, I would say the latter part of his career, and we'll see how he looks in the, with the Saints, but his last couple of years with the Raiders, he was always so afraid with missing that pass. He's got a better arm than Purdy. He would like lollipop it up there. 
And sometimes when you do that, like a safety can undercut it and pick. You see it happens a lot in college. And if you're going to miss, which it sucks missing, at least miss just to fucking open grass. Yeah. Right. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app because it's the easiest and most exciting way to get in on the action. While you watch your favorite players in sports, you just pick more or less on two or more player stats, and then the fun is on. Prize Picks has something for every sports fan from basketball to hockey to League of Legends and everything in between. It's really simple to play. You make your picks, submit an entry in less than 60 seconds. I'll do it at halftime of a basketball game. And I also have some season-long more or less picks on MLB homers. You may remember, I've got less on Otani homers this year. We'll see. And at halftime of your next NBA blowout game, just jump on and go, ah, Steph Curry more than 11 points in the second half. It'll change the game for you. Download the Prize Picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's ham fifty for a first deposit match of up to a hundred dollars. Price picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do: go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some. Garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I got to go C plus at least. I can't I'm with, I can't give him a B. I'm with you on that. But I still thought all things considered, he never panicked. He managed the game really well. Like the fact that he missed throws didn't seem to affect him taking care of what the offense was supposed to do. You know, it still ran like a pretty well-oiled machine offensively despite the fact they missed big plays with him. He didn't hit big plays. But I thought he did Everything else pretty well, like really well. Managing the offense in a game that had pressure, right? In a game where the possessions really mattered. Um, 
I, I didn't think he played afraid or anything like that. Didn't so I he and he protected yeah, no, the ball. I'm not, I thought, I'm not worried no, I about him not. being scared. I'm just saying. I'm just explaining though. why I'm giving him a C plus because um, why I'm giving him the plus. Just because I think he really he was still almost seventy percent completion. We talked about some of the throws that he got bailed out on, but he had to make a few big third down throws. Um, there was at times like big pressure, and he stepped up and made some throws against big pressure. So, yeah, I I thought for a bad it was a bad good game or a good bad game, whichever way you want to look at it for Brock. It, it, and it was a winning game. Like he did more yeah. than they ultimately won by two scores, right? Until Sean McVay decided to cover, uh, maybe his owner. What well, if? What, what if you knew he? Well, had, what, the I owner think, had that. You've just convinced me. No, we didn't lose by two. The game, the game doesn't end with four seconds left, right? He's right. I mean, it's yeah, sixty minute game. So what did I convince you? That they won by one score. Yeah, <laughs> you're saying Sean did it for the hey one score loss, not not to cover. Yeah, I don't think he probably did it for the cover. He knew, he knew what the line was. I'm yeah, starting to talk know. myself into it. They always know. <laughs> yeah. They act like they don't know. We don't listen to the outside noise. Wood Darnold, you know, here's a good uh, unscrambled mandible gave us 10 bucks so we could dive into Wood Sam Darnold, who had the best deep ball percentage in the NFL last year, John, have hit those deep balls to Debo into. My half looked really accurate in the preseason with those. It might be some of the underneath stuff that, you know, th- that's where. And standing in a pressure. Right. Purdy's margin for error, where Kyle's going to ding him. Listen, you're going to miss some deep balls, even if you're having a good game. Right? Tom Brady's missed that throw. Not three of them in the same game, but one of the three. You do have to hit this. Like They are, I was going to say, paying Purdy. They're actually not paying him that much, given his draft slot. But for them to reach their ceiling and them to beat, I mean, do what they want to do, get the number one seed, he's got to consistently hit the slants. Yeah. Right? And did you he's feel gonna, like he did? Are you saying he did or that he didn't? Well, he didn't on the I mean the Debo one was way off. That that yeah. was very Jimmy Jimmy like. That was shitty quarterback play like. Like I that's will the tell play you. that he hasn't really made most times he that throw is never that far off. That's the farthest off and then the way Sanchez explained it like is he getting loosey goosey with the fundamentals? They got to hammer him home. Well, they got a game in like you know 60 hours, so I don't even know if they got time, but yeah. that's going to be something that I would imagine you know, Kyle, that they'll get into maybe after this this next game. Yeah, get back to the fundamentals. Um, I uh, as someone who went to a lot of training camp practices, I can tell you they threw a lot of deep balls to Debo in practice. Everybody did. They were usually too long. So yeah, he's faster with the ball in his hands than he is running, but he's still open. So once no, 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 I understand. Up, I'm just telling you that was a continuation of what has happened for the last several months is trying to hit Debo on deep balls. It usually gets thrown too far. No, he overthrew Ayuk and he overthrew Jen- the Jennings was a tough window throw. I'm, I'm just saying that, that has happened. I, I wouldn't even, I would remove that throw from the Ayuk and Debo deep throws that were the Jennings there. Yeah. The Jennings, yeah, okay. that, that was a hard throw. And that honestly could have got him killed if it was a good throw. I, I do. One thing with the 49ers and this is, you know, you always got to put everything into context with box scores. You always had to do this in scouting. Like you couldn't just say, you know, this guy's 70%. Well, if, if I remove, if in the offense has X number of plays that are basically, you're going to complete 99.9% of the time. And they do a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Right. Yep. They, they naturally run probably as many quick wide receiver screens 
every team probably has that play, and most teams probably run it a play or two, you know, a week. The, the Niners will run it, it feels like, six, seven times a game. They'll run it both sides. If it works, they'll go back to it. I mean, they'll have games when they definitely hit versions of that play five times in a game. Mm-hmm. They'll do it multiple times in a drive if they flip sides, right? Might be different wide receivers. They might window dressing it a little bit. Stafford, like they were just running pass plays, right? right. <laughs> the Niners do run a lot of throws where he's going to get credit for. And this is where I feel actually pretty good about my C minus. His numbers probably look a little bit better just because he had some built in ones that if you're just a functional player, I'd say 90% of the NFL starters are going to hit the passes that they're giving them, right? Yeah. Yeah. They had a lot the of passing plays games today, were very like different behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. They, they, they did not have a lot of the intermediate passing game, it felt like. They had a lot of the short stuff around the line of scrimmage, and then they pushed the ball down the field, and they missed some of those. I mean, his, his yards per attempt today were – actually, it's not bad at eight. Stafford's way smaller. But again, he, he was probably – I think he was 12 yards per reception. So, you know, a lot of catch and run on big plays. Yeah. Well, so, like you're, I mean, you're play- right about that. And, right think, and, and a huge part of it, like uh, one of the plays, Kittle got probably 12 yards, the classic play-action boot dump-off. I mean, in this Niners offense, if you are, if you're going to play for Kyle, what would you say that has to be completed if there's no one in your face? 100% of the time? 100%, yeah. 99, I mean, Jimmy would miss it sometimes, but. I would say Brock is close to 100% on that It's a big strike pass. against if, if no one's If no one's right in front of his face. Yeah. I love the the kind of deep motion or orbit motion, whatever you call it, McCaffrey play looping around, and then you've got to kind of – it's a tough throw when you see it from a particular angle, right? As he loops around, and he kind of catches it in stride as he's running upfield. Um, and they run that. Just, well. I, and listen, I, I mean, I this is Kyle's baby, so I include him on this. I, w- I would just say for – they scored 30 points, but it was off, right? Um, they The ball hit on the one McCaffrey. Uh, it got deflected off – was a Kittle's Kittle. thigh. Yeah, so, I mean, the timing on that was off. There was another play where a guy was off sides. He jumped a little bit early on, I think it was McCaffrey. Uh, so they, they just, there's a tick off, which yep. is, if you're going to be a tick off, and this is what's, this speaks to how good they are. They were off. Like, I thought they were off, offensively and defensively, and they essentially won by 10. But McVay had to cover. Cover. McVay had to cover. O- on the road in a division opponent with a Super Bowl winning coach, and a $45 million quarterback who's playing really well this season. That's Half it. on the road. Like semi-road. Neutral. Not on the road, yeah. it's uh, Home. <laughs> Are the Niners actually what Raider fans have always told us that they own L.A. when it turns out the Niners actually own L.A.? Uh, yeah, I mean, they said, or somebody texted me, it's like 60-40 ers And then when, when um, Oliver had the interception and they showed like the behind-the-play view, the end zone view, and you got you know you could see basically like three quarters of the stadium. It was all red. That was pretty. Eye- I knew there were a lot of Niner fans, and then when they showed that shot on TV, I it was pretty eye opening. I thought it was pretty crazy. <laughs> lot, I mean, Southern California is a big place. A lot of people live in the general LA County. I don't know how many millions, but a lot of millions. I think a lot of them, you know, have a special place in their heart for the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> Uh, all right, other things from the game. Niners defense. One sa- actually, both teams only got one sack today. 
Aaron Donald didn't get a sack. If you would bet the over on Aaron Donald, Nick Bosa combined over half a sack, you would have lost that bet today. A uh, one sack per team. The Niners sack came on a blitz. Did get the two picks. Kind of as the game went on, uh, got better. But there were a lot of chunk plays. You know, I think the secondary, the pass rush, you wonder why aren't they getting home? I saw somebody in the comments say, maybe OTAs do matter for conditioning, Nick. Um, his arms but, look huge. His arms look huge. You know, m- my take on it is what I, all in all for me, like you're playing one of the best quarterbacks and one of the best coaches and offensive play callers in the NFL. It's not as good as it was, as it looked last week against Pittsburgh. It's also not as bad as you think it looked this week against the Rams. And at times it was really frustrating that they weren't getting home and the guys were wide open all over the place. You give up 20 points in the NFL, you're generally going to have a shot to win that game. Um, but they, they weren't the way they looked against the Steelers. That's not who they are. But we already knew that. If you know anything about Kenny Pickett or Matt Canada, you knew that already. I also think they're going to end up being better than at times they looked against this group today. Well, if football was NBA Jam and it was a coach and the quarterback, the, whoever your play caller was, Pickett and Canada would be low on the list. And this group, you know, McVay and and Stafford just a couple years ago would have been one of the more power duos in the league. And they're clearly still compensated like that. So they still have that in the bag. I've hammered this. And listen, I I come, I was taught in Philadelphia, like linebackers don't matter in terms of valuing them. And I just, I never agreed with that. And I saw it firsthand with Bowman and Willis. And you see kind of the, I would say more of the spread offense version of Greenlaw and Warner, who who I would say they're just they don't feel quite as physical as those guys, but I, I think those two guys are the tandem is the most physical in, in this NFL for sure, and their violence they make such a huge difference. Just the open field tackles of, and this gets back to keeping things in front of you when you have linebackers that can cover like that, or not. I mean, tackle like that in the open field. What are you going to do? get 15 seven-yard gains. You're going to do that over and over and over. You're just not. So it's – when you just look at shitty defenses, <clears throat> Raiders, you just see a lot of missed tackles, right? <laughs> you just see – I don't know if you check Chandler Jones's Twitter account, but uh, that thing's on tilt. Yeah, John. He's asking the important questions. Like, why are we allowing children to get molested? I don't know. Every other tweet, you just never know what's coming from. What is he talking about? Well, he claims he's got some. I, he, I mean, he's talking specifically about the owner. Things are getting not not about the, the the tweet you just listed, but just in general. It's yeah. his his Twitter thread is is awfully interesting. It is. Uh, Kyle Something Shanahan, to keep an eye on. You mentioned this. Uh, wait, anything else on the defense? I I actually thought you know as time went on. And this happens with them. You get a lead, and they start collapsing the pocket more and more and more. Um, I think they'll be fine. I think that part of them is fine. Here's fair or not. When you replace Sala, who was an excellent defensive coordinator, and then it feels like they upgraded into D'Amico, you're held to a really, really high standard. And everyone at one point was saying this today on their couch, eating chips with their hand on their belly. What the fuck Steve Wilkes doing? As he as he's as he spent 50 hours this week dialing up defenses, spent another 15 at practice 
He knows, like, I don't think he doesn't know what he's doing, but there is just a natural feeling out process, calling plays with new players. It didn't feel as dominant as D'Amico. And anytime you replace a coach whose Q rating was as high as it could possibly get as a coordinator, which just look around the league, it's very, very difficult to just have a consistently high Q rating as a coordinator, offensively or defensively. And yep. I would say especially defensively in modern-day NFL, right? It's just it's really hard because everyone scores points. The, the, the rules are against you. He's just replacing a guy that was just like, I, I think, one of the more respected assistant coaches the Niners have had in my adult life. They've obviously had some unreal ones in like the And Walsh that guy days. did the same, right? I would say the two guys that were just like Q rating 100% were Fangio under Harbaugh and D'Amico under Kyle. We're just like badasses. You're not, we'll go with our guy. It felt like Sala was like a 98% approval rating. And people were like, you know, D'Amico does what he did, but like a little better. Sala also had the rise. Because at first, like, does this guy know what he's doing? And then the Super Bowl year, everyone started liking him. He's still one of the truly great high-fivers coming off the field. I saw him do that today with the Jets early in the game before the game got out of hand. He's just a great high-fiver. Both of them on the field. Is Wilkes in the booth? Wilkes in the booth? I think Wilkes is in the booth. Yeah. Because somebody asked Kyle, he's like, well, I don't really talk to the defensive coordinator anyway. This was like a week or two ago. He's like, yeah, I don't. I don't, It doesn't matter to me where he is. Um, those guys were just out there always high-fiving and – you know, matching the enthusiasm. Obviously, D'Amico did have a long, lustrous career. Sala, while didn't play in the NFL, looks like an NFL player. (laughs) (laughs) So I I think there's something cool about looking sweet. Yep. Like, there's something, if you're a Titans fan, just your coach looks like a badass, you know? And you know he is, too. It's it's half of the Tomlin argument. It's like, well, I I dare you to say something, right? I mean, I mean, uh, even... Even Prime took his sunglasses off eventually. The game started last night, 7.30 Pacific time, John. Sunglasses on. That's 8.30 Mountain. Sunglasses on. Lights can be bright. Uh, they can be, yeah. Uh, as you mentioned... What time some, did that game finish? I feel like 11, probably. Is when I, I remember like getting up off the couch around 11. Yeah. I've seen a lot of tweets like, Big Ten, Big Ten fans starting to realize... Big 12 fans starting to realize how late these games are going to be. Um, McCaffrey only running back to touch the ball for the 49ers in this game. I, honestly, touches. I don't think I don't think Elijah Mitchell got a snap on offense. I know I didn't see him. Uh, Ronnie Bell got several snaps. I did not see Elijah Mitchell. I just don't understand. But he's not going to change. So I'm not I'm wasting my breath to be like change. He's not changing the mindset of just give a guy the, all the other positions. Bosa's getting rest. Ayuk and Debo can go off the field whenever they want. I guess the defensive, the the linebackers, and obviously the secondary stay out there the whole time. But running back is a position. You, you could have Barry Sanders or Jim Brown. Like You give those guys a series. E- even just Bosa four plays yeah. of the series. I know. I mean, he's, he's bleeding everywhere. He's just... I don't... Obviously, he's got a little like Peyton Manning, Tom Brady never wants to come out, but... I think it's pretty normal to just, I don't know, have a I think Kyle, I think for Kyle. See, is he just dead set on getting all of his use out of this $13 million a year in second, third, and fourth round pick? This this is what I think it is like for Kyle. I think for Kyle, he thinks of himself as like a legendary painter. He's like Michelangelo. And 
every brushstroke matters and each play is a brushstroke and Kyle in his head has this whole game planned out with like this play, then this play, then this play, then this play, then it's going to be this play, which is going to lead to this play seven drives later. And to remove McCaffrey in Kyle's mind is to like take a brushstroke off. You know, you're going to ruin the masterpiece. I, I don't really know how else to, how, how, how else to justify the way he does it. Cause I, you know, Tomlin said last week it all starts with McCaffrey and Kyle just much think if I don't have Christian on the field for a play, I am giving up an advantage when it comes to my play call, whether the ball's going to him or not, I am giving up my advantage when I take Christian McCaffrey off the field. I didn't imagine he would do it like he did it today, but no, no, no one argues that he's not. I mean, feels like one of the best players in the NFL, including quarterbacks, like it's Christian McCaffrey. Yep. That doesn't mean you can't just like, let's just, hopefully this is like a four-year thing, right? Last year, this year, the next couple years. Like, let's just, let's think the whole picture, the, the macro version of this. Yeah, because then you can't get mad when he like needs, like where something happens, he bangs knees, needs to come out. Elijah Mitchell fucking can't find his helmet on the sideline because he didn't know he was playing today. Comes jogging into the game and fumbles the ball. Well, coach, I haven't played in three weeks. What do you want? I remember early on in Kerr's tenure, he used to talk about like one strength he has. Or players talk about him is his understanding because he's been there. Right before he became a role player, he's like the last guy on the bench. He just knew occasionally, if you can, just like get that guy 10 minutes of a blowout. Get that guy, let that guy know that if you go three games without playing, it feels like Kyle's just addicted to the stars. You know, like dancing with the stars. Kyle's just addicted to McCaffrey. He only dances with the stars. But but McCaffrey, like even that. more than like, you go like a seven weeks, kid will get seven total catches, you know. But you would never, ever go a game without, I, I don't know, minimum 18 touches? 18. And, and the first 17 could be I was going to say 15. Carries. I'm like, that's way too low. Because I looked over here. He had 20 carries a day. Three he catches. had another three catches. So, I mean, he's – I think Kyle goes in every game 25. Yeah. 25. Matthew touches. says maybe Mitchell's getting more touches Thursday with a short week. Played the Giants on Thursday night. Giants are going to come in pissed off, man. Woof. Uh, yeah, Mitchell's not a scrub. Mitchell would look like one of the best running backs in the league when he's healthy. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It's Kyle just got a taste. You know, Kyle, he just got a taste, and he can't – he's just only going to drink the good stuff now. Well, I'm sure in a couple of days we talk about this, but obviously they started really slow. Last, you know, the last couple of years with Kyle and they still and Jimmy, and they made it to the NFC Championship games. This Thursday night game, you win that. I, I haven't looked at the line. I would imagine if Saquon ripped up something, let's just assume he's out. They're going to be what eight point favorites against the Giants, who barely beat the Cardinals and. At one point in time, through five quarters, they had been outscored like sixty to nothing. Uh, that you win that game, the, the, then guy, you get the Cardinals. I mean, you're, so you're going to get a sneaky little a buy in here, right? Because that yeah, the mini buy if you win on Thursday, then you get the Cardinals. I mean, you're just you're in line for you can fuck up and get to twelve wins. Then it's just going to be the difference between fourteen, fifteen wins is you know between. The Ravens, Bengal, obviously they're not looking great right now, but let's assume they kind of get it together. Cowboy, Eagles game. 
do you win three of those or do you just, you know, or do you win one of the three? Right. You know, it just depends. That kind of swing is the difference between 13, 14. But I mean, that's what you're looking at when you start. We saw with the Cardinals a couple of years ago, right? You just start eight. No, you can blow three tires and still end up with 12 wins. Mm-hmm. It's like impossible not to get there. Yep. So that's why the, 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 the Niners team that started eight and or nine and whatever it was, was so weird because they had to win on the last game of the year to win the division, right? Because Seattle was good. You start four and oh, that that cowboy game would have a shot to be uh so there are gonna be some eyeballs on that thing Sunday night. Highly rated. The Cowboys who look pretty good, they get the Cardinals this week, so they'll okay. be three and oh. Then they play the Patriots, but they get them at home. So I, I'd say they're gonna be favored in that. They're gonna that could be two four and teams on Sunday night football. Actually, it's very likely. I would say the only way the Niners aren't four and zero because they're beating the Cardinals is if you know Thursday night games things can get weird. You know, yeah. if you yeah. tell me like so and so popped up on the injury report tomorrow, you know, it's just like right. let's I just use. let's take a deep breath for twenty four hours, see how it all plays out. Greenlaw and Ward have mispracticed by Tuesday, written all Ambry. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, ten point line right now. Niners are favored over the Giants on Thursday night by ten. <laughs> Opened at six and a half. Yep. Um. Couple other, th- let's uh, rattle through a few more things, John. Jake Moody, Jake Moody was a difference maker in the game today. Um, you know, was perfect. Obviously, you start there, but you know, this is part part of why they drafted him. He had a long field goal of the game uh, that at the time felt like it. There was a big time pressure kick, right? Fifty seven yards is insane. I mean, you never would have. And I did have that sense. Even watching them at the end of the half try to move the ball down the field, they knew, like, we don't have to get that far down the field. I wonder if that's why, you know, Kyle, they immediately started pushing the ball. I think he knows, like, we if we just got to get across midfield and we got a shot to, with this kicker. Did he go nuts because he was pissed off that they had missed the what he viewed as a layup to Debo for a big play I probably think, a touchdown? Yeah. Or that was he so fired up because Moody hit the long field goal? Was well, first he went nuts, and then he got fired up on the field goal. But do you think the fired up, like part of that was kind of letting out some of his previous anger, like knowing this whole yes. thing kind of screwed up? And also, like, like just thank God the kicker just did what we drafted him to do. My right? third round kicker. My third round kicker. That's why we got him. And he did it. it we got him for that kick, and he nailed drilled it. it. And yeah. he drilled it. Yeah. So, with well, I, I think a good, a good life lesson for us all. Then he, then he kicked the ball out of bounds. <laughs> that out of bounds. I mean, guy, he fucking hit it in the stance. It wasn't even, I don't even think it landed on the white. It's like, he, did you see his route back? He, he went all the way around because they showed like really briefly Kyle walking back. Kyle, I felt like wanted, what? That, that's the worst kick of the day. I, I didn't see every kick of the day. There is no way there's a worse kickoff than that. What was that? Doesn't he have the leg? He did it earlier, just kicks it right out of the end zone. Why, why is he trying to, like, angle the thing to the left side? These guys, they spend too much time just, like, in <laughs> the lab. All they have is time. I know. They, they spend too much of it trying to come up with weird shit to do cool I, I've stuff. been to a million training camp practices. I, I understand it feels big at the time. It's all the football we have to go on. But I think the lesson we learned, with at least with this 49er team, is how irrelevant <laughs> the month of August was with some of the storylines. Now, he missed the kicks in yeah. the game, and they were bad. Yeah. So it's like, what are you supposed to act like? No big deal. It was. It felt like a big deal because they were atrocious misses. But part of the reason you draft a guy, especially that high, 
he's got to have the physical capabilities and clearly has like probably one of the bigger legs in recent memory to come into a draft. Yep. But you're also drafting him because you go, this guy's a mentally tough SOB, right? The guys at Michigan were like, we trust this guy with our careers. Like, listen, Harbaugh says some stupid shit, but like I did the death taxes and the Moody thing. Like how many big kicks has that guy made for Jim in big spots? Two years ago, they, they were better last year. They weren't, I remember the first year they made the playoffs and they played Georgia. They were not blowing. They were in some tight games. They were better last year offensively, but Harbaugh plays in a few big 10 games. that are 13, 13. I've seen some of them when Moody was coming through against, you know, the Wisconsin's, the Iowa's, the Penn States, whoever, and Illinois. So that guy, like the mental toughs and you you never know. It's kind of like golf. If it can get rattled, you could just spiral. All of a sudden, you got you know Max Homo when he's twenty six, holding on for his tour card on the Corn Ferry Tour, right? But but then some other sports, you know, in baseball or whatever, golf, you can go to the minors, you can come back. In football, I would say kickers. If you lose it up here, it can what you just get wiped out. We saw it with what's his name that the, the Tampa Bay, which is probably one of the worst special teams draft picks of all time, right? Acquired from the second yeah. round or whatever. Yeah. He didn't even make it to And putting him on hard knocks. That was a double whammy. Uh, I got a few other things to rattle to you. If you got something, jump in. Juwan Jennings, first catch of the year came in the fourth quarter of the game. But if you noticed him throughout the game, he was out there blocking a ton. My analogy is, John, he's like the George Kittle of receivers. You don't have to give him the ball. You just ask him to block. He doesn't really get rewarded for, you know, no block, no rock. With him, it's like block, 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 block. Maybe we'll get some rock. And then when they finally needed him after not throwing him the after throwing him the ball once, I think he had one target in the Steeler game, did not have a target in the first three quarters of this game. They threw him the ball once in seven quarters. And then of course they threw it to him in a big spot and he made a huge catch. He's a seventh round pick too. Like for all of the the last pick of the draft stuff we do with Brock, Juwan Jennings was a seventh round pick who they redshirted, and he has become a critical part of a of this team and partly because he blocks a ton and then he makes big catches. So he is the George kill the wide receivers. Part of that too is, I mean, he's got, we'll have to find out what the hell is going on with that Uke shoulder. Uh, but I mean, two guys, I, you know, it's, it's difficult given the position he plays for Iuke to probably make a pro bowl, but he definitely has pro bowl talent and Debo is just like a star. I mean, it's just, you got multiple receivers, like, Who's the third guy for the Bengals, right, when Higgins and Chase are rolling? It is hard to get your shine, especially when you factor in you got Kittle. And then they add, I mean, I'd say if you say, does Kyle like Christian or his wife more? I'd be like, <laughs> depends on the day. So it's like, it is very, very difficult when he wants to hand it to Christian nonstop. You got those two wide receivers, the way they can use I don't them, think Juice though, has a touch yet. This season, I don't think he does either. Bullshit. I do think it is complete bullshit. I mean, give the guy, but this is where... You know, he'll go a little cur. He will try to spread out. Again, just one or two. Like, Juwan, best case, you're getting four targets this game. Four total. So, you better hope Purdy's accurate and you're open. Because that's that's it. And you know the next three games, it might be maybe one over the three games. You know, it's... I think Debo being in shape and he's been paid. There's no, like, how are they using him? No one's even talking about that anymore. Just get him the ball. Yeah. P- paying him a ton. Because they're getting them. It feels like they're utilizing Debo the last two games. I mean, today he had nine targets in the passing game. He had five carries. Like, they're trying to get on the ball 15 times a game. 
So between him and McCaffrey, I mean, you're talking how many offensive snaps are they going to have? <laughs> Those guys are going to get a high percentage of them. And they both had great plays. Like you think about it from a defensive coordinator standpoint, I got to defend on a good, like this is a probably on the low end. I got to defend 32 McCaffrey and Debo touches, right? 33. But on some days you might have to defend 38 to 40 Debo and McCaffrey touches. That's a lot of Debo and McCaffrey touches to try and defend. Do you think on the play where Debo was out in space and Kittle was, you know, two or three yards ahead of him and he pointing at him and Kittle clearly knows the next step, Debo said, fuck it. I kind of want to hit this guy too. I don't know what that was. <laughs> Pointed. Then like no patience. If he would have hit the just hit the brakes a little bit, I think he might gain seven, eight more yards. Yeah, you know how they say some guys are patient runners? Debo's not a patient runner. Debo just goes. You cannot play for the 49ers. Obviously, I uke. He's a tough guy. I mean, that block he made last week was, I mean, he depleted the guy. But, like, their guys like contact almost too much. It's like, guys, let's, we're not winning. Like, you, you don't get extra bonus, you know, bonuses in your in your contract feels because like you lower your shoulder. It feels yeah. like Kyle feels, turns on the film. Hardest guy like, to tackle he, this week with so-and-so, 20000 bucks. That'd be awesome if that's the case. But it actually feels like they probably get like a sticker on their iPad. You know, <laughs> preferred parking. Yeah. Uh, what else you got? Empty the notebook. They're probably, they're probably a little better than I thought. Hmm. I, mean, I thought they were going to be good, but this, I, I mean, I think this could be like a 15 win team. Even with the defense not getting home a lot today and getting kind of sliced and diced at times. Well, cause wouldn't you say that? One thing that will improve will just be their ability to pressure on the quarterback. I mean, they have one of the best players in the league, and he he hasn't been that good relative to what his standard is. I mean, today he had the one nice move where he kind of went inside and hit Stafford. You know, it was quarter second. It happens in the NFL a lot. Yep. But you're paid to do that. What do they yep. say? It's, it's not just about sacks. Quarterback pressures impact you. So to me, when he ups that instead of one, one and a half a game, if he can get that – you know, double it, maybe in the next, you know, just keep building on it. That's the least of my worries. So their pressure should dramatically improve. The other thing they're pretty good at, which they've done, is they can add randoms, right? They can find scrappy pass rushers in the mid. They've traded for him before. Random guy, you're like, who did they just trade for? And then all of a sudden, he's getting pressures. So I, I would put them, if they're not able to use this cap space on some player, which I... I Kawakami, I went on his pod two weeks ago. He didn't save it. <laughs> so, so I was like, you know, I'll do it again. So uh, <laughs> I saw him tweet like, I'm not going to ask John to do it again. <laughs> so I went and did it again. And um, he was like, you know, is there a chance like they could trade for worse? You know, clearly they're doing this kind of NBA style to have in case something weird happens. They're just they have the fire or to carry it over to next year. It just gives them optionality. Yeah. I just don't know, like, two things usually don't become available are, like, the Jalen Ramseys and definitely, like, oh, uh, 27-year-old Lane Johnson on the trading block. You know, it's like that, that they're just not, you know, more than likely it's usually the, oh, they just traded for this Willis dude from the Jets or they just traded for Omofalu from the Houston Tech. It, that's typical. <laughs> Honestly, wouldn't you say McCaffrey, that situation's an outlier. Right, so it there are more trades in the NFL, but for the most part, guys that get traded are it's like, oh, Golden Tate traded for a second round, yeah. or oh, you know, 
it's Vaughn true, but at the but end they of have, his career. But they have experience, right, with Emmanuel Sanders and with McCaffrey. They've seen it happen in their division with sweet players getting acquired. No, they're gonna trade. I'm just, yeah. I just, it's just hard to like. Who are they gonna trade for? Just, you never know. It's sports. Weird shit happens, but. Worfs, like, yeah, I, shit, I'd give them a first rounder and like a second rounder for Worfs and take his contract or whatever. They're two and zero. Oh. You think Todd Bowles is well, this? That's the way the NFL. The NFL always is like, we all have these proclamations of like, oh, this team's going to stink, oh, this team, and then all of a sudden you look up and Tampa's five and three. Now they may end up going eight and nine, but at the time when they're five and three, they're not thinking about going eight and nine, right? They're like, right. fuck it, let's make the playoffs. Yeah, that's why the deals happen in October. Maybe you don't need worse in October. I mean, no, I, you know. My point is that you never weird. It's football. Weird shit happens. You see with Chandler Jones, like God. I think the Raiders. I was watching the Raider game today. They're like God. They're really double teaming Crosby. He's like God. He could use some help on the other side. Oh yeah, their guys going AWOL, tweeting about it back in Vegas. It's a good life lesson. Yeah, you cannot in football take crazy character guys and expect them to just things to go smooth because for the most part. Especially, it's one thing. It's like, hey, listen, we're getting Terrell Owens in the in his prime, or it's fucking Randy Moss. It's another thing. Like, yeah, this guy's probably not a Pro Bowler, but he's damn good. He'll improve our team. Really crazy though, and at any moment could derail our entire locker room. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, let's take that guy. G- yeah, give him twenty five million dollars guaranteed. Especially when you That's- tag it with this wasn't exactly like established culture of the Las Vegas Raiders, right? Oh, they but, didn't bring him oh, in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys, you guys were both on the staff when Bill traded this guy because he went naked. Like, shouldn't you red flag? And for all of us that sit on the couch, because I was someone like, God, the Niners should trade Chandler Jones. No, they shouldn't. Or, I mean, sign him a couple years ago when he was a free agent. No, that's their job to make level-headed decisions. Right? You, you listen to the fans slash podcasters, you'll be sitting with them. <laughs> Unless, did you see the, the Barstool Hockey Podcast? No. Got the Columbus coach fired. How? He was like asking this guy named Mike Babcock, who I guess is notoriously yeah, like a bad the name. guy, right? Yeah, okay. famous. He'd been a, been a coach a lot of places. Yeah, big hockey guy. I might screw this up a little bit because I'm not super big hockey guy. <laughs> got was this was going to be his first year, right? Hired in the off season. Okay. I think training camp's about to start, or players are coming through. I think he was asking each player for their phone and like sharing their photos so he could look at them, doing something that was beyond outrageous, that clearly Barstool's podcast is by two guys that were NHL players, guys on the team clearly telling them that. They say it. The Blue Jackets come out immediately, say it's bullshit. Then a bunch of NHL media say it's not true. NHL investigation, he just randomly resigns. Clearly they were right. Wow. Is their season started? I think hockey's like basketball starts in like a month. So he resigned before he coached the game. Yeah, never coached the game for him. Sharing their photos. What a weird fucking thing to do. It, it feels off when I say it out loud, but I'm sure that I think that's what it was. Something with their phones and having access to their phones. Location, maybe location. No, I think it was like photos and <laughs> maybe text messages. <laughs> that is bizarre. Yeah. Uh, I just have to I have to give you the because uh, I was tracking it during the game, John. The box the box score, quarterback box score, Cowboys Jets. Dak was thirty one of thirty eight. Zach Wilson twelve of twenty seven. But I texted you at one point during the game. I got to go back and look. 
Zach, I think Dak was like at one point, you know, like 21 and 25 and Zach was three of five. I didn't watch much of that game. I don't know if you did, but I just, I saw a lot of tweets that Zach looked horrendous. Had it on TV too. Uh, the four boxer. I wish you could kind of one thing, YouTube, we got to figure out just how I can mix and match my box. I don't need to be redundant on the 49er game. Yeah, I just went I 49er solo. I don't want to go redundant. Can I just go to the three games? And one thing that's it. very, one thing that's very evident in Nick Bosa is the example here. When you miss all of training camp, you do not look as dominant as you are as a player when you've just practiced, right? There's just an acclimation period. Even if you are a great player and are in shape, even he said last week, my neck was sore. There's no way to replicate playing football Mm -hmm. when I'm waiting wherever. Micah Parsons, and I'm sure we'll see it with TJ Watt and Miles Garrett tomorrow, the elite pass rushers who were in training camp and in practice, Micah Parsons right now looks like he's running as fast as like Debo with the ball. He's flying. I mean, there was a, there was a sack today he had on like a stunt. He was full speed within half a step. It was crazy how fast he looks right now. Their defense, their team, because their defense is so good, like the night feels very just like physical and compact. You know, it's like, fuck, I do not want to mess with the Cowboys right now. Well, I mean, what, what they, what was the final score of that game? They haven't given, have they given up two touchdowns this year? Uh, well, they he hit the safety took a bad angle and Garrett Wilson went you know he hit him on like kind of a deep post okay. and Garrett took another forty yards but that had to be their only big play of the game. Um, I don't know what was the final score. Of that yeah, game? final was thirty, 30 to, to 10. ten. So they've given up one touchdown in eight quarters. Now they played the Giants and the Jets, but that's pretty good. Uh, I mean, for example, I mean, I guess they only had three sacks. Gardner Minshew's played in both games for the Colts this year. Parsons had two sacks today. Parsons had two. Wow. Anthony Richardson self-reported his concussion symptoms, John. Uh, have you looked at the uh, the box score from that game? The Colts scored 31 points. Anthony Richardson had 10 pass attempts um, and uh, three rushing attempts. Scored two touchdowns. So, like last week, they run him in the goal line where it's just – a war zone, and he got hurt again last last week. I think he came back in the game, but Minshew was nineteen of twenty three. Well, didn't what he supposed to do? Anthony Richardson is a runner. I get it. No, I know. I'm just saying, like this is crazy. Yeah, he's gone to the locker room both games. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> Chargers good that he, he actually looks decent. Yeah, I mean it's fun when he throws. I don't think his numbers were good last week. Chargers Kyle, we got to get we, we, we got to give Kyle credit on this one. What he did he did nail the Justin Fields stinks. Justin Fields not a very good quarterback. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I watched a decent amount of that game because I just want to see how he looks. So I just go whenever Tampa was on the field. I'd usually check out. I, Baker kind of bores me, even though he actually made some exciting plays today. Justin Fields looks really bad, like really like the Trey Lance not comfortable, no touch, looks bad. Like really eye-opening, terrible. Like his, this will be his year in his last year in Chicago. Maybe they get Caleb. By the way, let me correct. I, I've not correct myself. I've been corrected since I didn't see it. I was just box score scouting. This is why you don't box score scout. Good lesson, kids. Richardson's TDs were both like fifteen to twenty yards out, I, and now I'm looking. He had he averaged twelve yards a carry. So I guess they weren't running him on the goal line for his two touchdowns. That was last week that happened. 
he got so it must have been hit. dynamic runs. Yeah, I mean, he looks incredible when he runs in the open field. He got hit pretty hard on the one, but he popped up, I think, on the second touchdown. So, yeah, that's what – then he goes, guys, I can't see straight. And then they say, we got a problem. Uh, Monday Night Football doubleheader, by the way, tomorrow. Brown Steelers, Saints Panthers. You missed uh, – you watched Colorado, so Colorado State on your phone from uh, kind of, but yeah, but I mean, Devil Stadium. Not, it was an amazing scene. I have – I think – couple of things just a couple takes i want to hit you with one talking shit backing it up and then turning down a fourth and short with the lead to basically put the game away and in the first overtime i i just thought jay norvell had to i think he choked he choked turns down a fourth and short late in the game to put the game away punts then colorado because they don't quite know the overtime rules i don't think takes the ball first in overtime which nobody takes the ball first in college overtime. They take the ball first. Why didn't Shador tell Dion I want the ball? But it just it, you don't do it. Just makes no sense. So they take no, the I ball know. first in OT. Score the How touchdown. How they not know the rule? I mean, is, get the extra point. Well, they the rule I know they didn't know because TV kind of showed Dion asking the ref was they didn't they thought they should that they would start on defense in the second OT. But it doesn't oh, alternate. Like, oh. It just—it's the decision. They won the toss. They chose to start with the ball in the first OT. So then in the second OT, the other team gets to choose what to do, and the other team said, "Or oh, we'll start on defense again." So in they the first overtime, back to back, which correct. never happens. You're saying correct. But Jay Norvell somehow thought he was stopping Colorado. They had stopped stopping. They weren't <clears> stopping <throat> Colorado anymore. They score the touchdown, get the extra point in the first OT. Colorado State scores a touchdown. To me, it's like you got it. You go for two and go for the win. Why? Because in the next overtime, you're going to have to go for two anyway. So just do it now and win the game. Yeah. Colorado put it on a platter for Colorado State. They didn't take it. I mean, Shador made some awesome plays as that game went on. Like I said earlier in the day, like I, you can't have, uh, you can't, like, you can have a moment. Like you can have a highlight. You can do that. And he had that, like a Heisman highlight in that game against Colorado State late. Awesome throw on the run. And then they, they the, the kids ran on the field. And I had no problem with that either. They are celebrating all wins mode right now in Boulder. They just had a week of Stephen A and The Rock. And <laughs> I mean, everybody you could think of was at that game. Apparently, was The Rock Jay, on the sideline? Uh, the Rock was in the locker room. I, I, yeah. There's no sideline space there. I don't know if you saw, I don't know if the controversy got to you at Sun Devil Stadium, John. Apparently, Jake Plummer was at the Colorado game in a Colorado hoodie, and some ASU fans were very upset about it. Why can't he be there supporting Dion? Well, he lives there now. Yeah. Boulder guy. People are not happy. Grown his mushrooms. Good for his business. Uh, anyway, I got no problem with them rushing the field. I just know that when I looked, it was 28 17. I was like, under no circumstance, it would have, I would say, not ruined everything that's happened the last couple of weeks. It would have been a big blow to all the momentum to lose to Colorado State in the fashion in which the last three or four days played out. Yeah. He had to win that game. He had to win that game. And well, they got there, Oregon coming up next. Did, did Dion say, I looked across the field and told myself I couldn't lose this game? Or something, right? It's oh, I to, didn't see that. I, I can't even keep track of what is real and what isn't real. <laughs> this week's going to be fascinating, yeah. Because one thing that's going to come up is Lanning made those comments when they left, mm -hmm. 
he wasn't speaking about Dion. He was just speaking about the program, which he wasn't wrong. They've been fucking irrelevant to the Pac-12. Is that going to come up? How this is going to get weird? Listen, Lanning has been around Kirby. Like, they're not going to say that much. And the other thing is they know, like, they have the we're better and we're at home. Yeah. But it's going to be fascinating to watch how Dion these next two weeks where he's going to be. I don't know what the line is, but Uh, it's uh, like 19, 18. No, but I'm saying against USC, like if he were to lose this game by 30, did USC have a bye this week? Yeah. What are they going to be favored by in that game if Dion gets blown out? More. I mean, this if this is a 17, 18 point line, that'll be a 22 point line, maybe. You give well, that game's in Boulder. Dion, this could be a tough matchup for him, couldn't he? Travis Hunter's injured. Yeah, Travis Hunter being hurt hurts. But I think that I think Shador just got something, man. Like I, I don't yeah, think Oregon covers this week. Uh, maybe I'm wrong because they can pound the rock. They're better than Colorado State, who got their ass kicked by Washington State two weeks ago. Good football games coming. up. Big bounce back week for the college football schedule. Uh, Michael Penix had four, 35 points Washington put on Michigan State in the first half of that game, by the way. What was the final score of that thing? Well, 42-7. to seven. They only scored one touchdown in the second half. Ian on the stream says, Ballsy Kyle's the best Kyle. Yeah, he has two big fourth down conversions for Shanahan in the game. Um, Mel Tucker did not coach that game, correct? Mel Tucker, uh, no, Mark D'Antonio had a headset on in that game, John. <laughs> was that during the daylight that game took place? That game took place during daylight. Yeah. Okay. On Peacock. I, I didn't. I mean, I, I saw Penix's line. I, I I was shocked when I got to the uh, pregame to, of the pregame bar, Fresno State, and the TV's on, and I'm sitting next to this guy Frank who played at Fresno State. And he said, "Alabama's. Can you believe that Alabama went to South Florida?" I'm like, "Are you on drugs? This game's at Alabama." He's on. No, look, it's in South Florida. And I look up. Alabama played South Florida at South Florida. How did that happen? I, I have been know. giving so many teams shit recruiting? about all these teams doing all this stuff. Like, why was Stanford going to Hawaii? How's Cal doing this? How's Iowa State playing some Mac school on the road? Maybe it's just none recruiting. of it matters as much anymore. <laughs> well, know. Nick, I think, has only played like three, four true road games at Alabama. One was Texas last year. So that, that is pretty crazy. Maybe now that Florida I tried State... to watch Texas. It was on Longhorn Network. I couldn't watch it. They were in a dogfight with Wyoming. Texas won that game, though, right? Texas won, yeah. There weren't any crazy upsets yesterday, I don't think, right? Uh, do you count Sac State, Stanford? Of the top, of the you know top twenty teams. ranked teams, yeah. yeah. Uh, Georgia was in a dogfight. Everybody was kind of in a, a lot of teams were in weird games yesterday. You coach Sac State to their best season of all time, then you leave to go to Stanford, and then you're playing Sac State the next year, and they beat you. Do you take That's credit for State. building of the program? Yeah, you, it's weird, right? I built a monster over there. You know, like guys when they're like, uh, and my son finally beat me at golf. I'm so proud. You know, like one of those. <laughs> he was 17 years old the first time he dunked on me. So, uh, yeah, a lot of good games coming up this week. Uh, and Niners play on Thursday. So, did you wake up? All right, everybody. Anything else? That injury report's going to be a doozy come tomorrow. I mean, the IU getting hurt like immediately and then staying in the game. I don't know if that's good or bad, but. Yeah, I mean, this is the NFL. The 49ers. They're the healthiest team out of week one. Yeah, they just, they don't come out. You know, Ronnie Bell got in there pretty quick. Ronnie was ready. Ronnie's been waiting for his chance. Are you, you know, 
is going to play the entire season with a sprained shoulder or something. Did he, my question is, was he injured going into the game, or did he injure it on that first play? I think he injured on the first play. He landed really weird. Hard. Yeah. So, a little harness, maybe a little shot. And yeah. Go. Yep. All right. Is that it? Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging. Have Adios. a great week. Later. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.